Welcome to the Discover True Treasure podcast. I'm your host, Angela. The episodes this season are inspired by my daily reading passages from my one-year Bible. Last week, we began a brief Bible study on Psalm 34, and we talked about praising the Lord at all times. Today, we are going to focus on verses 6 through 10, and we are going to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Okay, I hope you're ready to study the Word of God. Let's begin. Thanks again for joining me. During last week's episode, I was inspired to put into practice what we had discussed regarding intentionally praising the Lord throughout the week. And I said that I would discuss on this week's podcast how that impacted my life. So last week, I had one uninterrupted praise break. Also, every day last week, I softly uttered praise to the Lord throughout the day as often as I could. In addition, I intentionally swapped out negative and critical words that I was tempted to speak for words of praise to the Lord. Now, first, let me say that last week was a very difficult week. I encountered so many challenges, but being intentional about praising the Lord as often as I could help. I found myself less stressed, frustrated, and upset. And I believe that by simply praising the Lord, I was able to focus more on him than on the challenges that I encountered throughout the week. Overall, I really enjoyed making praising the Lord a top priority every day. And I pray that this becomes a regular habit in my life because it was just such a blessing. Amen. Okay, let's get into the scriptures that we will be focusing on today. Again, we will be reading verses 6 through 10 of Psalm 34. And I am going to read those verses in the New Living Translation. But I may refer to other translations such as the King James Version as well throughout the study. Okay, beginning with verse six. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Wow, there are so many promises for us in the scriptures. Let's begin with verse six. In this verse, David wrote that he prayed to the Lord in his desperation and the Lord listened. And he said he not only listened, but he saved him from all his troubles. Now, I just have to say that it is imperative that as believers in Jesus Christ, we are thoroughly and truly convinced that the Lord hears us when we pray. Throughout the entire Bible, we are encouraged to pray to the Lord. 
we're not encouraged to do it because it makes us look holy or because it just sounds like a good spiritual thing to do. We're not encouraged to pray because it makes us feel better. Instead, we are encouraged to pray to God because he wants to hear from us. He wants a relationship with us. That's what all of this is all about, our relationship with the Lord. And while we are on this earth, in these mortal bodies, the way we communicate with him and the way he typically communicates with us is through prayer. It is so vital. It is one of the most powerful connections that we have to the Lord. Throughout the Bible, we should be encouraged to find so many examples of God's people praying to him and the Lord hearing their prayers and not just hearing their prayers, but delivering them from all their problems. Amen. Prayer is God's idea. When we seek God in in prayer, we can rest assured that he hears us. He listens. We can be confident that he will respond on our behalf. Now, we shouldn't think that praying to God means long, drawn out, formal prayers and performances in front of people. You know, Jesus talked about that, right? He talked about the the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, praying these long prayers to impress men. Prayer can be very simple. Doesn't have to be where we change the way we talk and we're using all of these different words and then we incorporate thou and art and no, it's just talking to God. And also at times prayer could be crying out to God or even groaning, even groaning in our times of pain and distress. And now this point makes me think about how the children of Israel cried to the Lord and they groaned when they were slaves. They groaned because of the burden of slavery. And the Bible tells us that the Lord heard their groans and he responded. Let me just quickly reference a couple of scriptures that back that up. Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 through 24, and even the first part of Exodus 6, 5. So let me read Exodus 2, 23. It reads, years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. Amen. All right. So let me continue with Exodus 2, 24. And it says, God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. God heard their groaning. Sometimes we could be in just such pain and distress that all we can do is cry and groan, but praise the Lord. He hears it and he doesn't just hear it. 
he responds. Amen. All right. Lastly, let me read the first part of Exodus 6, 5. And it says, you can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians. Amen. So the Lord responded to the children of Israel. He responded to their cries. He responded to their groans and he delivered them. He delivered them from all the troubles they faced in Egypt. And I believe that as we look at what he did for them, we can be confident that the Lord will also hear us when we pray, that he will hear us when we cry and when we groan in pain and in despair. The Lord hears us when we pray and he responds by delivering us from all our troubles. I just think that this is a foundational truth that as children of God, as believers in Jesus Christ, we must know that God hears us when we pray. Because if we don't believe that, then why pray? If you are not thoroughly convinced that the Lord hears you and will respond to you when you are in trouble, when you have a request, when you pray, then again, I ask, why pray? It's not just something we do to make us feel better. And that's where it ends. We just feel better. Similar to the way people may feel better when they exercise or when they meditate, prayer, is so much deeper than that. It is communicating with God. And when we do, he hears us. We don't have to be perfect for the Lord to hear our prayers. I can remember when I first got saved and I was around certain Christian circles, there were people who were very hesitant to pray. And isn't that just like the enemy? They did not want to pray because maybe they had made a mistake and they just felt like they could not go into God's presence, and they were just riddled with condemnation. And that is one of the many problems with preaching a mixture of law and grace. That is one of the many problems with preaching condemnation, condemning God's people, instead of reminding them of who they are. People shun, people rather shy away from prayer, when that is the first thing we need to do, especially when we make a mistake. Hallelujah. Psalm 18, six says that in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. I prayed to God for help and he heard me. My cry reached his ears. So God hears our prayers. Like I said, even when we make mistakes, And even when the trouble that we find ourselves in is our own doing. So this makes me think about Jonah. And I love the story of Jonah. So if you know the story, you know that God told Jonah to prophesy to a people and warn them that he was going to judge them. And Jonah didn't want to do it. He did not want to prophesy to these people. So he ignored the Lord. And instead of going into that place that the Lord sent him, 
he decided to go off on his own and he found himself on a boat. And I guess he thought he was hiding from God. But of course, we know no one can hide from God. So God caused the the waters uh, to, to rage and storm. And finally, he told the men, you know, the reason why this is happening is because of me. So throw me overboard and all will be calm. And they threw him overboard and Jonah found himself in the belly of a fish. And of course he would have died. But look at what Jonah said in Jonah 2.2. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead and Lord, you heard me. Amen. Jonah disobeyed the Lord, flat out disobeyed the Lord, found himself in a terrible and deadly situation because he disobeyed the Lord. But even though Jonah caused all of this upon himself, he didn't just say, oh, this is what I deserve. Let me just deal with it because, you know, God won't hear me. I made a mistake. I messed up. So why go to God? No, he cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard him and the Lord delivered him. Amen. Okay, so let's get back to the verses that we are studying. Now in verse seven of Psalm 34, it says, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And I like the King James version because that is the version that I am more familiar with. And it reads, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them who fear him and delivereth them. I just love this scripture. This is one of my go-to scriptures. Whenever I find myself in trouble or in distress, I quote this scripture. And I tell you every time the Lord has rescued me and the Lord has delivered me, I believe in his divine protection. I believe that the Lord is watching over me. I believe that his protection is surrounding me, that he encamps round about me. Amen. I know that there are Christians who don't believe in divine protection and they don't receive promises like this. They don't believe this is a promise that is for them. But I know what God has done in my life and I have experienced his divine protection firsthand. Amen. Okay, moving on to verse eight, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Yes, the Lord is good. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the Lord is good? Over and over, we are told in the Bible that the Lord is good, that all of his gifts to his children are good, that he wants to bless us. He wants to be good to us. The Bible tells us that all things work together for our good. And yet, I have heard sermons that actually criticize believers in Jesus Christ who believe in the goodness of God and almost mock them. Isn't that sad? 
I have heard sermons that come across as very cynical of the Lord's goodness. And I have heard people express that they think it is wrong and somehow selfish for us to believe that God would be good to us, to want his blessings, that somehow it is wrong. The Lord wants us to call on him. He wants to satisfy us with good things. Jesus even said that if evil mankind can give their children good gifts, is there any wonder that the Lord gives good gifts to his children? I'm afraid of how some people view God. I mean, if a parent treated their child the way some people depict the character of God, those same people would bring charges against that parent. The same people who doubt the goodness of God, who bring into question the goodness of God, if they saw a parent acting the way they say God acts, they would say that that parent is an unfit parent. So I ask, could it be that those Christians who may be critical or even cynical of the Lord's goodness don't actually experience it because they don't believe it? I don't know where you stand on this, but I feel just like David in this scripture. I just want to tell those people, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Amen. Okay, moving on to verse nine, we are encouraged to fear the Lord. And it says, because all who fear him will have all they need. Amen. And now again, when we read the word fear here, we should translate it to worship. When Jesus quoted a scripture from the Old Testament that talked about fearing the Lord, Jesus himself translated that to worship. So we could say all those who worship the Lord, those who believe in the Lord, who have faith in the Lord will have all they need. And again, I can testify of that. Sure, I have gone through trials and tribulations just like anyone else because we live in this sinful and broken world. But nevertheless, the Lord always causes any trial or tribulation that I go through to work for my good. And he has always supplied me with all that I need. And I believe that the Lord wants everyone to experience that, but you must believe it. Okay. So the last verse that we will cover in this episode is verse 10. And it reads, even strong lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Amen. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? What a wonderful promise. I hope you receive that. This is a promise from our God who cannot lie. And he says, those who trust in the Lord will not lack any good thing. Oh, I receive that. 
and I hope you do too. So let me conclude this Bible study by encouraging you to believe in the Lord's goodness. I believe that what we think about the Lord matters and it impacts what we experience in this life. We serve a good, good God. Our Lord wants to be good to us. He wants to protect us. He wants to provide us with all we need. He wants to ensure that we lack no good thing. And I know people preach against this, and usually they point to those who preach about excess. But that's not what these scriptures are talking about. True believers in Jesus Christ are not coveting and lusting over material things. However, we are not falsely believing that we are supposed to be poor and destitute in this life as a testimony to God. The Bible does not tell us to wallow around in our trouble and don't bother God because we're supposed to just deal with it. Do we have trials? Yes. Do we go through testings of our faith to build godly character? Yes. And God allows us to go through those types of trials so that we call upon him, so that we trust in him, so that we wait patiently on him and look to him to deliver us. Amen. When we go through a trial, when we go through testings, when we go through challenges, the Lord wants us to look to him. Why? So that he will deliver us. Let me read a couple of scriptures to just support this. And I want to go to Psalm 27, 14. And it says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So sometimes we have to wait, but why are we waiting? Because we're trusting that he will respond. Let me also read the first part of Psalm 37, seven, and it says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently. Why? It says for him to act. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, we wait patiently on the Lord and we trust that he will act, that he will respond. Why? Because he is good. He is a good, good God. Amen. He hears our prayers. He hears our cries. He hears our groans, and he will surely deliver us from all our trouble. Psalm 40 Verse one, and this is from the New Living Translation says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me and he turned to me and heard my cry. So when I say that we can be confident that the Lord will hear us and that the Lord will act, that he will deliver us from all our trouble. Some people will say, mm -mm, what about that scripture about Paul when he prayed to the Lord? Well, I say, what about it? Because to me, that still confirms that the Lord will hear us, 
and that he will deliver us. But what did deliverance look like for Paul? It looked like God supplying him with grace, with what is grace? His favor. So did he remove those people that were the thorn in his flesh? Those people that were coming against him because he was preaching the grace of Christ? No, but God supplied him with favor. I don't know why sometimes that verse is preached as if God didn't do anything. So look, you know, they preach, oh, don't go around thinking that God is going to deliver you out of everything. Look at what God did with Paul. Look at what God did with Paul. God gave him grace, his unmerited favor. And he said, this is enough for you in this situation. In other words, you don't need me to move them out of the way. If you needed me to move them out of the way for you to do what I've called you to do, I would move them out of the way. But you don't actually need me to do that. You will be successful. You will do what I have called you to do. Why? Because in the midst of this, I've given you my unmerited favor. So to me, that scripture does not negate the truth that God hears our prayers. Paul said, I prayed to him three times. And his answer was, I've given you my grace, my unmerited favor, and that is enough. And was it enough? Yes, because at the end of his life, he was able to say that he has fought the good fight, that he has finished the race. He did what God has called him to do. Amen. So yes, deliverance may not always look like what we think with our human minds, but the Lord will deliver. Okay. So let me really end this time by quoting Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. And I am going to read this from the New Living Translation. And it reads, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Well, first of all, this is just another promise that when we pray to the Lord, he will listen. And also, these verses reveal the character of our God. He says that his plans for us are good. He does not have evil plans for us. Amen. Yes, we live in a wicked and a sinful, broken world. But yet and still, God is able to make all things, even terrible things, even trials that we go through because we are in this broken, evil world. He is able to make them all work together For what? For good. God loves us. He wants to bless us. It is not wrong. It is not evil or selfish or unbiblical to believe in the goodness of God. It is not wrong to believe that the Lord will deliver you from all your trouble. On the contrary, I believe it pleases him.
Amen. So during this upcoming week, I pray that you would encourage yourself in the Lord by reminding yourself that our Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining me. I hope you were blessed by today's Bible study. Please join me next week as we will continue talking about Psalm 34 by reading verses 11 through 15. If you have a prayer request, comment, or question, please leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. And you can do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the podcast and share it with others. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved by our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.